Hello, hello, hello. We everybody. I don't even know how to start this podcast. Me neither. Oh, okay. So the first podcast actually I think came out really well for one coming out of our comfort zones and for it being in our bedrooms. So, in our bedrooms, literally. Yeah. And you know, this is how careers get started. We're making it happen. You know, we are. We are making it happen. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. Our bestest. Okay, so we are coming to you with our official name of our podcast. Do the honors. So our podcast name is the Sporty and Chic Podcast. Sporty and Chic. We're going to have a logo coming to you very soon, but that's still in the works. So. Hopefully it turns out good. We'll get it to you guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're getting there. But, okay. So, I guess we're just going to go straight into this. So, in big news. Honestly, I say this is big news. Because this is somebody who doesn't have anything to do with sports. Even though we all know he's a really good basketball player. So, obviously, you can tell we're starting with basketball. But, J. Cole a musician who is a very good musician and is very popular. He's global. He's global. Like, honestly, I love J. Cole. I've loved him since the beginning, but he is coming into the basketball world. Yeah, I heard. I heard. So I heard that he's going to play with a team in the Africa League, actually. And like you said, he's not only a really good rapper, but he's a baller as well. And not even just in money, not just in the dough. He can dribble a basketball and sink in those shots. He is, um, he's coming actually out with a new album after his last album, which was the highest of his career, which was 2014 Forest Hills Drive, which that was probably like one of his best. So after this new coming one, which I think it's called the the fall off era, something Mm -hmm. along those lines. He says that he's going to be going into basketball. I can't wait to see what he does, how successful he becomes. And who knows, maybe we'll see him in the NBA one day. I know. Honestly, if I were to see him in the NBA, I don't even know what I would do with myself. And but- and then to top it off, now this is just like, would be the cherry on top if he was a Laker. If he wore that purple and gold. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with that statement, honestly. Um, I saw that he did actually quote. He was um, ta- he was saying, I, what does it say? It says, I'm doing all this work to be at peace with. If I never do another album, I'm cool. That's the reason for all of this. So I know that I put everything on the table. Wow. So he's really like this last album, he's putting everything out. So we can seriously like, I hope it's just like 10 times better because he already makes amazing music. So I can't even imagine what that's going to be like, especially if he goes into the basketball world. No, for real. And, and you know, a lot of rappers, tend to bring in sports into their music like I've heard Kobe's name out there LeBron James name out there in music and they just throw in their names in there in the mix right and now J. Cole who is an artist who actually knows the um, that area and knows the music industry and now will be in the actual court playing he mm-hmm. can actually even use that in his music if he chooses to 
um, pursue music again after that. Well, yeah, let's because like let's be realistic. If we're talking about music, Justin Bieber technically retired, and then he's <laughs> been coming out with music a couple of years after it. So it's just like it, you can't say no. But if you find a passion like this, which obviously you could tell if he's been picked up by a league or he's going to a league, then that means he's actually very good. So I can't right. wait to see what he does with this. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, like if it's something that you're meant to do. Like you said, Justin Bieber's retired from music and he came back. Michael Jordan did the same thing. He yeah. retired and he came back and started playing with the Wizards. He came yeah. out of retirement. You can't, you can't give up what you love, honestly. And especially like at the, they're not like, J. Cole is not that old. He's like yeah. probably what, in his late 20s, early 30s. I don't I honestly yeah, don't. He's still pretty young and the thing with athletes, I feel like athletes' bodies obviously age faster because they're always putting in the work. They're always grinding. They're always, you know, in the they're always in the gym, mm -hmm. and so that takes a toll on their on their bodies. But Jay Cole, who's pretty much plays it recreationally, doesn't have the um, athletic body mm -hmm. that like age. That if even if he's the same age as some of the players in the league right now, he's not at that stage where he can um where like let's say LeBron James I know he's not the same age but comparing to him he's been in the league for years and years and his body has to be like taking a toll on him too you know so with J. Cole he basically you can say he basically has a fresh pair of legs he does so, because I mean look at LeBron he's he's still an amazing basketball player don't get me wrong but he is starting to get that wear and tear on his body and he, it's causing him a lot of injuries which really right, right. It, it does it does and um speaking of LeBron he's actually still out um so going into Lakers news they've actually I don't want to say surprised me because this is something that as a Lakers fan I want to see nah, seriously <laughs> and without AD and without LeBron it's been like you know like uh like a juggle because you want the bench to produce, but if they've been kind of holding on to LeBron and AD, it's been hard. But on Sunday night, they actually played against Phoenix mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis had a double double and scored 42 points and 12 rebounds. Mm -hmm. And that got them the win 123 to 110. And not to mention that four other players had double digits in points. Really? So the Lakers were scoring. Wow, that is yeah. really good, honestly. Like, that's yeah. something I did not expect to hear, especially after the season that they've been having and after winning a championship. It's so hard to not like you want so much more out of such a good team because you know their team is there, but right. they'll have to build that bench up. So, it's like we're still exactly. in the middle of doing that. So, to hear how they did on Sunday's game and to have multiple players, not just one of their main players, scoring in the double digits, that says something. Yeah. And that's not all. Tuesday night, they played against the Knicks and they got another big win. Four players were in double digits in their points Anthony Davis, Drummond, Kuzma and Talon Horton Tucker. And Drummond and Tucker had double doubles. So the Lakers are producing, they are grinding, they are showing that they really want to make it to the playoffs and that they want to go back to back and bring another championship to the city of LA. Yeah. So 
And they did this without LeBron. Yeah, that the main, honestly, I love Anthony Davis, but like without LeBron, that, that goes to show it all because like LeBron had, he came in last year and he really helped build the team up, which is what we need. I know it was a short season, but still to, to lead a team in a direction this way is a huge, like it's kind of later in the season, but you have to get somewhere and he's finally rubbing off on these younger players. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Um, the, there's only three games left in this regular season before they went to, you know, the playoff tournament and then to the playoffs. Um, and the Lakers to be able to stay out of that play in tournament, they have to get to the sixth, at least the sixth seed. And right now they're in the seventh. So right now they're kind of fighting against um, Dallas and Portland. And so we'll see uh, tonight's game. um, LeBron and AD are also out again. AD actually um, got injured a little bit yesterday night um, on Tuesday Tuesday night. Um, And so they're going to rest him a little bit just because um, I've heard in like the sports world that if, they leave out Anthony Davis and LeBron James and rest them. Um, and if worse comes to worse, the Lakers have to go to the play-in tournament. They really believe that this team can pull them out of that tournament and can go to the playoffs and then get Anthony Davis and LeBron James back in time to play um, in the playoffs and you know hopefully bring the team up to um, championship caliber. Well, honestly, if the if these players are working as hard as they seem to be with four players in this last game showing up and getting in double digits and scoring the way that they need to then yeah rest lebron rest anthony they are the two main people that you need to get to the point that we need to get to right right rest them but them and you know you got to get them to the other team to like you said build them build them so that they can get better themselves, you know? LeBron and AD can't carry the team. They can't. That is, I think that's the main thing is you want to play your people that are benched because they're never going to get practice or they're never going to get better if you don't play them. Yeah, exactly. But it's the Lakers. And we have to get to a certain point because the Lakers have such a big, they have such a big name. And because of such a big name, Tell the new, the good news that we have is that they're coming out with a docu series. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. And you know, the docu series after you know the whole last dance. Like I was hoping and kind of expecting this docu series. Um, so it'll be nine parts on Hulu, and it'll come out next year in 2022. And I saw that it's gonna um, cover the past four decades of the Lakers which is what they really needed. Yeah, so what what are you like looking forward to or like what are you um, expecting from the series? Honestly, if it's anything to do like Michael Jordan's in The Last Dance, I think it'll turn out good because it's gonna have Magic Johnson and it's gonna have Kobe, which honestly like that that's, that's who we all wanna see. We just wanna yep. see something to do with Kobe again because it's Kobe and his legacy is going to live on forever so now you're putting it into a 
series that people can see for years and years and years. It's just going to let his name live on longer. For sure, for sure. And it's one of those things that we kind of expect and we kind of want as Laker fans. I mean, we weren't rivals with the Bulls. It's just, you know, that whole like comparison, Kobe and um, Michael Jordan. So, but yeah, I think it'll definitely be a great series to watch. We get to see, like you said, Kobe again. We get to see Showtime. (laughs) We get to see all this stuff, like stuff that we grew up watching, stuff our dads, our families grew up watching because my dad's time, I believe, was Showtime. Yeah. So he's like, you don't know anything about the Lakers because you didn't see Showtime. And I'm like, well, you know what? I saw Kobe. So it's so funny because it's sports is that thing that I bond with my dad. And um, it, it just makes it even more fun. Oh, yeah, so. no, of course. And I think I think the one thing I truly liked about The Last Dance was that Kobe looked up to Michael Jordan yeah. in such a huge way. So now we saw it from his perspective. And now we're going to see it kind of from the Lakers perspective, even though that Kobe can't be here to talk about it himself. We all know that Kobe looked up to him in such a huge way because Kobe was so like hardheaded and like Mm -hmm. he had this good, like serious look on his face because you knew he was in the game to win it. But like he, he's just such a happy go lucky person. And it was just, oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. When I saw that, I was like freaking out. I, I, I can't, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to segue into another LA team, which we're going to go to baseball this time. So Yay! a little, a little Dodger update. Dodgers are currently in third place in the National League, which from we're hoping that they're going to get to playoffs, but we still have a little ways to go. It's super early, super early. Um, I do think, though, and I did see this somewhere, I believe, on, like, social media, mm-hmm. that we know how the team plays. We know how they are. We know their mentality and their motivation. And, you know, what a great team they are, right? Especially on paper, just as it is um, out on the field. Because, like, we know you can have a really good team on paper, But when it comes to the field, the team chemistry may be off or, you know, whatever X factor comes out. Right. But we know how this team can compete. So I still think, and after looking at social media, that they can still win at least a hundred games. I I expect them to still win a hundred games. Yeah. I think people are just, especially because of us winning the world series and now the Dodgers are kind of they're they're trailing like a little bit. They with their series against the Angels, like it's a it it's always been a huge white rivalry. Like yeah, yeah, so we're, like, we're like they they like they call it the freeway series. You know, yeah. I mean our huge rivals are the the Giants, but we still have like our city rivals. You know, and like who like Lakers and Clippers, who owns LA? exactly or laker um not lakers i'm sorry um galaxy and lafc who runs la basically all the la teams are who runs la from each sport you know Mm -hmm. and this year it was not the dodgers 
it, I will, I will be the one to say it. The Dodgers did not show up for that game, but what you were saying, like it's the chemistry, they have it on the paper, but it, for this angel series, they did not have it on the field. They did yeah. not have that chemistry. And I think it was a big difference is because we didn't have may as a pitcher, mm -hmm. even though he's super young, he does such a big difference being on for the sure. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that series, speaking of the Angel series on Saturday night with like, you know, we were talking about last episode that sometimes it's all or nothing for the Dodgers. Sometimes you have the uh, 16 point game, the 16 run games or the two run games, you know, mm -hmm. which actually happened Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Saturday, they won 14 to 11, but they barely secured that win. They came, the Angels came back in the seventh inning to add seven runs to their four runs that they already had. They were up, literally, the Dodgers were up. They had 14 fucking runs, like, come on. Tell me about it. They made it in the, in the, um, in the sixth inning, they made it a three run game. And, you know, Kershaw um, is older. Yeah, we know that, but he's still our ace. He mm -hmm. still produces. Of course, everybody has an off day. He does give up home runs, all pitchers do. I think like so. he did very, very well. He pitched five innings, no runs. It was all the bullpen who brought in the runs for the angels. Yes. You know, and, and it you just, sucks. I defense. Mean, our defense, that's what we said in the last episode, the Dodgers defense just needs to step up their game, which I know we're still like putting people in different spots. It's just where they're at they could succeed so much more but yeah. right we're still early in the season to where we have some things that we need to figure out so roberts needs to he's figuring it out but at the end of the day something else needs to change yeah for sure and you know like i said that kershaw did extremely well um on saturday bauer actually did very well as well in the last game of that series on sunday Mm -hmm. Even though we he did get a loss, his offense couldn't produce. They only got one run in the game, but he pitched six innings, only yeah. got four hits, two um two errors, sorry, and um nine strikeouts and two walks. So he did extremely well, mm -hmm. but his um his offense couldn't couldn't bring in any runs. Well. Mm -hmm. If we don't have those bats swinging and they don't bring in the runs, we're never going to win, you know? Oh, yeah. No, of course. Let's go straight into the Angels. The Angels are doing really well. Even though, even though they are fifth in the American League, they are really starting to show up, which is what we need, what they need. Yeah, for sure. They, the Angels are actually a pretty good team. They have the, the bats to do it. They have the pitching. Oh, and the pitching. Let me let me just say that if we thought we saw the best of Otani mm -hmm. before Tuesday evening, oh my goodness. He not only struck out 10 players in seven innings, he batted second in the lineup and they moved him to right field in the eighth inning. As a position player, a pitcher. That this, is, honestly, that's just... It's, it's mind-blowing. So it's so mind-blowing because it's just something that's so unheard of, but it just goes to show you how 
athletic of a person he is and the ability that he has to go from pitching to the outfield. Like that is unheard of. You don't do that. Like you hear like shortstop go to the outfield or to second base and stuff right. like that. But you do not hear a pitcher go to outfield. Yeah, sometimes the things that we do hear of, maybe not too often, but more often than this, is when you move a position player to pitching just because you're out of players in your bullpen. Uh huh. I remember one um, one season they brought in um, Kike Hernandez from um, I don't know what was he. Uh, he was playing, I believe, in the outfield. I don't even remember what he was playing. But they put him into pitch because I think they went into extra innings as well. Mm-hmm. So we hear that. But Otani overall, overall is an extremely athletic player. And he's just well-rounded. And I just want to give him a round of applause because he's amazing. I, yeah. I When I saw that, I was in shock. And I'm happy for him. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's something that... As a baseball fan, no matter what team you are on, if you do that well, I will always, I will always root for you. Just like I cannot, even though I am a hardcore Dodger fan, I will always love Mike Trout. He is truly just such an amazing baseball player all around. And he's genuinely a great person. So it's like, okay, that's great because you make millions of dollars and sometimes they can be like really mean people. But my right. dad is just like genuinely a nice person. And it's good to see that because um, as we know, athletes have now become like celebrities and public figures and kids and people growing up, like when we were kids, we looked up to these people and they were like role models to us. So for them to see that it's a step in the right direction of, you know, our future, you know, how like these kids will, you know, grow up and learn to be nice people too, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's great. Um, But I just want to say one more thing about the Dodgers, even though they did lose a series to the angels last night on Monday, they played um, their first game back from their 10-game road trip. Mm-hmm. Finally won again. They did win on Saturday. But I felt like this game, and I hope I'm right, is that game that gets the ball rolling, gets the bat swinging, and that the pitchers throw extremely well. Just because they were down, they came back, got in a few runs. And then Gavin Lux, the clutch three-run home run. Yes, in exactly and it was the his first um, his first home run of the season. What better way to start off your home run list? No, seriously, it was. I think I think you're right. It's the ball that needs to get rolling because the Dodgers they have it in them. They just they have to get that that oomph that they need. And I, yeah. you all, I the thing that my dad has always said to me is, you always do better when you're at home because you're, it's your comfort zone. It's where yep. you feel at home. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, but this is the, that's how the Dodgers are a lot of the time. Yeah. They yeah. feel better when they are at home. So yeah, yeah, I get it. That's, you're completely right. Yeah. And you know, and the thing with getting the ball rolling, I think that this is that, um, I hope that, it kind of brings up that momentum in the clubhouse that the team needs right now because being in a slump sucks. It does. And as a team, 
they weren't performing the pitching nor the batting. So with this game, I hope that like, you know, that pumps up the team and it, you know, brings in adrenaline and that hopefully we get start bringing in those wins, which ultimately I believe is a key factor for them to keep winning because if you see yourself with good stats, you, um, you tend to, I feel like you tend to play a lot better because it's a boost of confidence, not just for yourself, but for your team. Well, yeah, you're always going to play better when you have a boost of confidence. I trust me. Like I went to a high school that we had good players. Our team just wasn't very good. So the one year that we actually made it to like the third round of freaking playoffs, it was like, oh my gosh, we can do this. We can get somewhere. Like we have confidence for once. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. But the one team that I do want to talk about when it comes to baseball are the Oakland A's. So, so Oakland has already lost two of its teams, which we all know that, that the Raiders were in Oakland. Right. They've gone to Vegas. And I actually did not know that the Golden State Warriors were in Oakland. Oh, okay. So they were in Oakland and they moved to San Francisco. Both of these teams left in 2019. So that's two year, two teams in the same year. And now the Oakland A's are going to apparently, I don't know for sure. I can't say that it's a for sure thing, but it is talk that they're going to possibly explore relocation possibilities, which I actually heard a huge relocation possibility could be Vegas because their AAA team is 20 minutes out of the city. Got it. So if this is a legit thing, Oakland will no longer have any teams. And I just think that that is so mind blowing. Like what is going on in Oakland to have your teams just get up and leave? Yeah, that, that's, that is mind blowing. Mind blowing. It's super, that's crazy. Like, like you said, I didn't know Golden State was in Oakland either. I, I always saw Golden State and knew that they played in, um, in, you know, in the Golden State. Yeah, no, California, which is, yeah, that's, that's about right. But I, I just looking at the map that I've actually seen on social media, which I'll provide for everybody to see, but seriously, you see that it's Oakland is not that far from San Francisco, which I didn't even know that. And I live (laughs) in the state of California. (laughs) That is what is going on. What honestly, I heard it had, which do not, do not quote me on this, but I heard it had something to do with the politicians. So there has to be something Then maybe the Oakland A's wanted to up their stadium. They might not have in the past, like what, 10, 15, 20 years, who knows? Like, so if they need a stadium update, like the Dodgers just did a stadium update and it turned out beautiful. Yeah. if it has something to do with that, why are they so against the stadium update? Like everybody needs it. Yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like remodeling a house. If you've lived in your house for 30 years, yeah, you might need to repair some stuff eventually, maybe some things earlier than others. But if you don't fix stuff, like as it comes and you just let it go, and then ultimately you're gonna need a new house renovation and it's gonna cost even more 
than it would have been if you would have um, renovated sooner. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I don't know if that's the situation, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. I was even thinking about fans. Maybe it's the fan bases um, that they don't get tickets. Sale mind blowing to me mm-hmm. was when Golden State was on like that winning streak and then won their championship, and everybody was calling it a dynasty. Like we all know, the Lakers were the ones with the dynasty. The Bulls had a dynasty as well. Like the Golden State winning, they did, ha- they do actually have the highest um, season record ever, I believe. Yeah. But they didn't even win a championship title that year. And ultimately, that's why you're playing the sport to win that championship for your team, for your city. Yeah. And no, they I- didn't produce that. So, I mean, that's the thing that I thought was so funny. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, when it that comes it's- down to it, like, I think if it has to do with the stadium update, like look at the most recent team, look at the Raiders, their stadium is all black. Like, and it is one of the most beautiful stadiums besides SoFi stadium for the Rams and the chargers, which Mm -hmm. that's perfect, honestly, because, because if you're going to bring more people into Vegas, that's that area can be expanded even more. Like when you think about it, especially for sure, for sure. Yeah. If their triple A team is 20 minutes out of the city. Okay. Then put the Oakland A's in that city and you will expand Vegas even more than it already is. And you already, when already you think of Vegas, you think of cool. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's not going to be the middle of nowhere anymore. It is going to be a huge place. For sure. And you know what? You did say that they, that the rate, like you just mentioned, the Raiders moved out there. And um, what was the other team that you said moved out there? No, it, nobody else moved out there. It was their, the AAA team is 20 minutes out. Golden State Warriors. Got are, it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, you know, the Vegas also did just get a hockey team a few years ago. I believe it's the Knights, it if I'm not mistaken the nights and that so is they also, they, mm. so That's- vegas is producing they they want some although they already get a lot of publicity and they already everybody hears vegas and instantly they know what vegas is even though it's in the middle of nowhere but now adding these teams it gives people even a an even bigger chance i mean an even bigger reason to travel to vegas yeah it's super hot yeah, maybe you don't like gambling or going out or, you know, being out um, at night. But if you're a sports fan and you just want to go and chill and watch a basketball game or now if they bring in baseball, that's another reason for you to go out there like, oh, I don't want to go do this with you, but I'll go bring my own friends or my own family and do this. Well, yeah, like when you think about it, Vegas holds so many kind of different things. They hold concerts, they hold UFC boxing fights they hold so many different things and yeah the the Knights did go to Vegas a couple years ago and I remember because um we were at Route 91 and my dad actually went because it's like the beginning of hockey season so he was at like Uh one of the games and I've gone to a couple Kings games out there and now they have a full stadium for it so Mm -hmm. 
just bring it to Vegas. I don't mind. I, I like to go to Vegas. Let's, let's go. Let's go have a good time. Hey, yeah, let's go. And you know, when the A's meet the Dodgers in Vegas, we'll go and watch that game. It's fine, fine by me. But since we are yeah. talking about football, kind of, we were talking about the Raiders, let's go into major news, which I, I think is major news again. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, who has been retired. This man was huge, a huge quarterback in college. And then he went to the Broncos and he retired and he played baseball. And then now he's actually a sportscaster wanting to come back to football as a tight end. Okay. He, he is trying to pull a, like I mentioned earlier, a Michael Jordan coming out of retirement. But hey, when you love something, like you said, you want to come back to it as much as possible. Yeah, but it's been 10 years. Literally, it has been 10 years. And the last team that he was on, I'm pretty sure was the Jets. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You have a, you have but, a point there, though. So yeah. he's been out of practice for, if it's 10 years, a decade. It's been, been a decade. Wow. It's been a decade, literally. And the fact that, which he would be going to the Jaguars, which the Jaguars coach was his college coach. So there's, oh, a, wow. familiarity, there's a familiarity there which is good. And the Jaguars just picked up Trevor Lawrence, which is huge uh, because he was a Clemson quarterback and they did great. So yeah, they did really, really well. So, I mean, I, okay, let him come back, but why as a why does it have to be a tight end? What does it have to do with that specific position? Because a quarterback is not, is, he's not a tight end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, I mean, he was a baseball player, so maybe that has a little, I mean, I don't think it would have anything to do with it, but like, when you think about it, I just, I, I don't get it. If he ends up signing with them, like he's not going to be a quarterback. Yeah. And I, and I did read that the coach, he did say like, let's take a step back. Not, it's not verbatim, but he's like, let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. It's not a for sure thing yet. It's it's in the conversation like we're talking about something so like hold it please because I'm like okay people like I get it like this is this is crazy we all yes. get crazy but it's not a for sure thing yet can we like we haven't even we just got done with the draft right yeah yeah it's definitely too soon I mean you obviously want to sign um the biggest names out there for sure Mm -hmm. um, and Tim Tebow is one of those names um, for football households. I um, don't know much about football, um, but I've definitely heard his name before, not knowing much about, like I said, not knowing much about football. Um, and I don't know, I, if it's been 10 years, it's been a while. Uh, but do you think that has anything to do with him if he does sign becoming a tight end? Maybe the age or how long um, he's been away from the game. I don't honestly, it could be. You you, you have a point there. I, I truly don't know. But I do know the reason you know his name is because when we were kids and Tim Tebow was playing football, everybody would do the Tim Tebow. <laughs> You, they would, we would kneel down on the floor and you would literally put your head 
Like I, I remember doing this as a kid playing flag football out at recess in elementary school yep. and all of the football boys would literally get down and be like, Tim Tebow or the Tebow. I was like, are you, we're bringing it, that back. Okay. We're literally bringing that back at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So it's just so mind blowing to me, but I mean, I mean, we just have to kind of sit and wait to see like what's going to happen. But so this is, this is a horrible situation. This is something that nobody wants to hear, but Colt Brennan, who was a quarterback for modern day high school, he went to Saddleback College and he ended up being a star player for the University of Hawaii as a Heisman Trophy finalist in 2007. He has been receiving treatment for substance abuse and he actually just passed away at 37. Wow. That is, like you said, news we don't want to hear. We don't want to say, you know, but it is big news. Um, and it's just so sad. Like we all, we're always talking about Kobe, like you said, with his legacy living on, but still can't believe how he died so young. And this guy, Colt Brennan died at 37, which is, um, I don't want to say a lot younger, but a lot younger than Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. and just people that are gone too soon, you know, that didn't get to do other things in life or um, go on to football if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we'll keep doing but so, so I'm reading, I'm, this is what it says on ESPN's website. It says that his father had told ESPN that his son died early Tuesday morning at the hospital in Newport beach. So this is literally local. Mm -hmm. The day before paramedics were called to a hotel room where he had been with other people because his son had ingested something laced with fentanyl. And he was unconscious. And wow. hours earlier, his son had been tr had been trying to do a like a detox because obviously, like if it's really at that point, everybody knew and they were trying to get him help, but the hospital had right. to go away because there were no beds. Wow, it's a horrible, that is bad. it's a horrible situation. Just no, yeah, and it's so devastating Just to lose somebody in any circumstance is, is horrible. But in this circumstance, I don't want to bring down any others or anything like that, but it's even worse. You know, it's one of those situations that is kind of out of like his family's hands and stuff like that. But the, the way that he, you know, died is even more devastating especially because like when I think about it I R.I.P. Mac Miller I love him forever and always he died from an overdose that was laced with fentanyl this is a common thing now because it's a cheaper way to make a drug I don't know how I don't know what it is but this I think it sucks even more for Colt because he was legitimately trying to get help he was trying right. to do something and he got turned away. That's yeah. crap. Like that's crappier. Like he was no, trying to get help. Sure. I just, 
I like, I hope and pray that his family like can get through this. It's a horrible situation. And I give all my prayers out to them. Like the Brennan family, I hope that everything goes well for you guys. And, and our condolences because it, it, it's, it's sad. It's a really, really sad situation that they're in right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, completely. Um, but moving on to other football news, the Packers, they picked somebody up. So we did they pick up? Let's see. Who did they pick up? They've been, they, we've been hearing a lot of back talk kind of because of everything that's been going on with Aaron Rodgers. He's unhappy with how the organization has been and it's, right? everybody's yeah. been talking about it. So now we're finally at the point of they have picked up somebody and it was Blake from, I think he was recently on the Rams. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and he, I don't know where Blake was from before, but he has been picked up. He's 29, and it was, I, I don't even know what to say. I just, I, whenever I think of the Packers, I just instantly think of Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, it, it's, Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers. But when you hear somebody like him, who's upset with such an organization, who he's been with for so long, uh-huh it's 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 horrible so I I don't really know a lot about Blake I have to do more research into him but this is major news because they picked up a quarterback like yeah it's I don't know if like you said with the whole news with Aaron Rodgers if the organization is kind of saying like you know what we picked up a QB if you're unhappy we have one so kind of like you're free to go type of thing yeah. do I know that's what's going on I have no idea but it's kind of like insinuating like oh we have somebody to replace you well maybe he it could just be a like backup that. technically because they yeah. haven't said anything if they're gonna release Aaron Rodgers or like if Aaron Rodgers has gotten picked up anywhere so no yeah and that's so true um that they can he can definitely be a backup but like I said before, we don't know if it's linked to the whole Aaron Rodgers um, statement. We have no idea. And the thing I think, I think the major thing was that looking at the draft pick for um, the Packers, they didn't pick up a quarterback. So they needed a quarterback. And with a one year contract for Blake, they're definitely going to test the waters to see how he's going to be. But, right. but I mean, this is huge because the Packers have two quarterbacks coming in for rookie minicamp, which okay. they are, it's Chad Kelly and Kurt Benkert. So, I mean, that's even more quarterback. So who knows what is going to happen? Like, I have no idea at this point. Like, this is crazy to me. Yep. It's a waiting game from now on to see if he stays with the Packers. If he leaves, if he, re if he gets released, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, in other sports news, um, let's talk about some of the highest paid athletes right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. I will, let's start off with the list. I will tell you who is the highest from number one to number 10 and how much they make. So, all right, let's go. So number one is Conor McGregor. He is an MMA fighter and he makes $180 million. Number two wow. is Lionel Messi 
football soccer player he makes 130 million dollars and then another football soccer player his 120 million dollars which is cristiano ronaldo then we've got oh this is a good one we've got number four which is dak prescott at 107.5 million dollars and he plays for the cowboys which my sister is a huge fan of the cowboys (laughs) (laughs) um then number five you'll like this one lebron james at 96.5 mil wow wow and then number six is another soccer player at 95 million which excuse me if i pronounce this wrong which is neymar i think i think that's how you say he's for brazil yes neymar yeah neymar N E Y M A R. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had, I'm pretty sure he just won a major tennis tournament, but number seven is Roger Federer. If I said that right, $90 million. Wow. Um, so high. Yeah. These are really high. And then we have a formula one driver from the UK at $82 million for Lewis Hamilton, which cool, because I love formula one and NASCAR, which they're two completely different types of cars, but formula right. one drivers, that is scary. Like what they have to do is scary. Yep. Um, number nine at 70, 76, 76 million dollars which I expected more is Tom Brady wow yeah I was expecting more as well right and then the last one at number 10 is Kevin Durant for basketball at 75 million dollars I didn't expect that one no actually I kind of didn't either but okay like let's go into like Conor McGregor so like okay we all know Conor McGregor makes a crap ton of money like, yep. he, I, we don't even need to talk about him because everybody, if you do not know who Conor McGregor is at this point, it's his name. He doesn't even just do MMA anymore. Like he has like yep. his own brand of alcohol, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he has his own alcohol brand. Like he makes, he's got money coming out of his booty. left and right if you make that much money but Lionel Messi he's an amazing soccer player I'm happy that he is number two yeah you can't deny that you can't deny his athleticism um and just a great football player you know soccer um that he is but you know tying in number three Cristiano Ronaldo also soccer player it's just I I don't want to say it's crazy but I can definitely see how they're the second and third highest paid athletes just because in my perspective and what I've seen, I think that soccer players, especially when they go play in Europe, they tend to get paid a lot more money. I think that in those leagues and because it's so big over there, they're not afraid to pay these players the big bucks. They're not afraid to pay the money. So they, they're paying them left and right. And if I'm not mistaken, if I heard you correctly, there's a third soccer player there. Yes. And he is number six. The athleticism that they have is like insane because these aren't just like normal, like football players. Like you seriously have to play for 90 minutes 
and it's pretty much nonstop unless something happens during the game. And if it's tied, you go yeah. even longer than that. Yeah, and you go to halftime, you know, and that's the thing, like all three of them play for European, um, European teams. Messi plays for, um, I'm sorry, uh, Messi plays for Barcelona. How the hell could I forget that? What the heck? I'm like mad at myself. Ronaldo plays for Juventus, which is a team in Italy, in the Italian league. And Neymar plays for PSG, if I'm not mistaken, which is, I believe, a French team. So all three of them are European teams. The fact that they, I can't even explain it, but I mean, you can't, with everything that happened with Lionel Messi last year, because of, he was trying to leave Barcelona. I remember that. I remember something happened. I can't, I just know that it was a failed attempt, but you can't let go of him. He is too good of a soccer player. Yeah, and football and it's funny because my dad is like obsessed with soccer and it's his favorite sport I think to watch not only because um my sister plays soccer Mm -hmm. but because it's a worldwide sport not you know this not to knock down the other sports we have here and they of course play in other leagues but it really is a global sport that they play uh, around the world. They have a World Cup for crying out loud. So I have to give my dad that, that he loves a sport that is very inclusive and that is global. But I, it's funny, I like to bug him all the time because I'm all about baseball and basketball, but, <laughs> and he's always into soccer and he's like, there's always soccer on. And I'm like, okay, we'll go watch your soccer. And we're like, come on. And we're like, flip back the channel. There's the Dodgers game on or a Lakers game on, whatever. But I can't deny that the athleticism, like you said, on in the soccer players is amazing. They just, like you said, being out on that field for so long. And it's a huge contact sport. Oh, yeah, completely. Huge. Even though you can't use your hands, it's, it's I think, even harder to dribble with your feet. Oh, yeah. And the way that they've learned, especially because, like, I played soccer when I was little, but, like, not to, obviously, not to the extent of any of these players. The way that they learn and they can maneuver their legs and, oh, gosh, it is so insane to me. Yeah, they're they're amazing athletes. Amazing athletes. Okay, so now, technically, we're done with sports the only other major thing that i saw that came out today was that drake the rapper of rappers in our generation he has been around for 10 years and he is going to be getting an award for artist of the decade that is so amazing especially because like people hate on him they will always hate yeah. on because because yeah. they they were him, and like the amount of the amount of things that he does, he doesn't even just like he does good things. I know that he gave a scholarship of fifty thousand dollars for a woman to complete school, and she just graduated. So oh, cool! Yeah, so like he's he's a nice person, and he's doing these gestures. But to get a an artist of the decade, that is 
mind blowing in itself because when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, Drake, like you don't think he's been around for that long, but oh my gosh, he's been around for that long. Yeah, we were probably middle schoolers. Oh my gosh, I was in middle school. When his when his um when his music came out. So just to hear that he's getting um the artist of the decade award is just like you said, it's amazing for his music and like you said, um, the type of person he is. But and you know, this ties in perfectly into our sports talk just because we all know when you think of the Toronto Raptors of the NBA, you know, you know that Drake is sitting courtside. He always is. Yeah, and he, he is their cheerleader. He is their hype man. He, he, I want to be him for the Lakers. Well, you know, no, I want to be their, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a cheerleader too, but from, from my home. But, you know, we, we have that in Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. but, you know, I feel like because uh, Drake is a huge household name now, because like you said, when, um, if he's been around for a decade, we were about middle schoolers, we were growing up, but that doesn't include the people and the generations um, before us who also fell in love with Jake's, with Drake's music and the type of person he is. So for him to be getting this award, it's just, it's just awesome. You know, it's, it's cool. Congratulations to Drake. You get a round of applause. Congratulations to Drake, the biggest Toronto Raptors cheerleader. (laughs) Even though this has nothing to do with why he's getting the award, but I think of Drake. And of course, I think of the rapper. I think he's a rapper. He's a rapper. But, and I think of his music and stuff like that. But automatically, because I'm always somehow in sports mode, or it's always somehow in the back of my head, I automatically think of, yep, I automatically think of black and red Toronto Raptors. He's, like I said, the, his, their biggest cheerleader, and I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, well, that's all we have for this second episode of Sporty and Chic. My name is Jacqueline Davis. And I'm Melissa Sanchez. And we'll see you next week. Keep posted. Come back, please. Please, 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 please. And we're signing off. See ya. Bye.